to another episode of All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, of course, Dave Sturchio, here for another week, coming off another loss. This has got to stop. It's got to change. It's got to something's got to give. Uh, Thanksgiving was not uh, a happy Thanksgiving for me uh, and for Cowboys Nation as a whole. I'm sure. Listen, I'm sure there's people out there that don't take Thanksgiving or or at least the Cowboys as serious as some of us where it ruins holidays. Uh, it ruined mine. So that's that, there's no question about it. It ruined my holiday. Uh, I was not a happy camper. Drove home in silence. That's what I do. Usually if we if we win the game, I'm driving home either blasting Weed End Boys or something or I'm just like I'm all up in it. Or if we lose, I drive home in silence. I don't want to talk to anybody. Just leave me alone for at least three days. Uh, Three to five business days is probably easiest. Um, So today is a special episode. Um, Typically, I would have on a writer uh, of another team. Uh, We last week we had a writer for the Raiders. The week before that, or two weeks prior to that, we had somebody from the uh, the Falcoholic when they played the Falcons and beat the brakes off of them. Uh, So we definitely have had a lot of enemies on this podcast as far as people that are you know obviously rooting against the Cowboys. Today is different. I when I started this podcast. I said, and it's right on the podcast art, okay? It's right on the, the the picture, the logo of this podcast. And it said, hosted by Dave Sturchio and Cowboys Nation. My goal was to bring on members of Cowboys Nation that I meet on social media or uh, just I- interact with over time. There's been guys, I had Jay Tuck on here. I had, uh, I had uh, the, oh, the guy with the beard. I'm just losing my train of thought. But there's so many Cowboys uh, you know, members out there that, that want to talk shop, you know what I mean? And talk Cowboys. And I got away from that after the preseason because, you know, the regular season rolled through and here we went, we went off to the races. But today I'm bringing back a member of Cowboys Nation. In fact, there's won't be any Zoom call or anything like that. I invited Mr. Ugo. You go, boy. What's going on, dude? What's up, Dave? What's oh, up, man, dude, I'm very happy to have you on because I, I've been following you on Twitter. You're a quality Cowboys follow. That's all I do is follow guys that I can mess with when I talk back and forth and they know what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. I oh, can't yeah. just go into these things where people are just like, Cowboys are number one. We'll never lose another game again. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't want to do that. I don't want to even hear it because it makes zero. It's no credibility. But. I went to go pronounce your last name, and I put pause on that. I was like, nope, not doing it, not doing it. Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I got to know, we got to know, as as members of Cowboys Nation and in the media, I know you walked into Chop Sports today. You were impressed with the setup. Lovely building. Not boy. not bad, Lovely right? Building. Not bad for two guys that are just trying to hustle yeah. uh, as much as they possibly can. Myself and Chris Gucci, who's not here right now in studio. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's home or, or he left for the day or whatever, but you'll, I'll have you know, okay. I don't know if you know this already, but he's a diehard Packers fan. Oh, like God. he is literally like a shareholder how of Packers you, how, fan. How do you look at him? Uh, you know what it is? It's like, I look at him in envy actually, because <laughs> they're competitive and in the NFC championship every year. Yeah. We haven't yeah. gotten there since 95. So yeah. it's like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, but we have not clashed this season yet. Yet. Um, yet. If we do meet the Packers, it'll be somewhere down the road in uh, January. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. we'll see. Uh, but tell me a little bit about yourself, bro. I mean, like you, you came in here, you gave me a t-shirt. So like of course, you're, uh, of course. you're aware of many hats, including a hat that I own, the famous D hat, uh, which is from Dallas. Badass jacket, by the way. Oh, thanks. My mom got me this yeah, for that's Christmas a, a couple that, years ago. That's a leather. That's all leather. That's nice right there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so obviously your story, bro. Like I, I'm curious to know where it all came about, how you became a Cowboys fan, why you became a Cowboys fan. Have you ever tried to decide to turn your back on the Cowboys after they just <laughs> rip your soul out every every year? Uh, so, yeah, man, tell me a little bit about yourself, bro. Oh, man, where do I where do I start? Well, uh, 
it's it's really easy. Like if you're a cowboy fan, it chooses you. You don't choose it. That's why that's why I tell people all the time. That's why I've heard from people that work for the Cowboys and you know, fellow fans. Um, it, for me, I used to always watch football with my dad. And uh, my dad, my dad's a Giants fan. Oh, whoa, uh, whoa, which is disgusting. So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta pause you right there. How did your dad give you the option? Well, um, okay, so my parents immigrated here from Nigeria. Nice, okay. And uh, my dad actually used to work. My mom and dad, they used to work in the offices at the old Meadowlands, like cleaning up and whatnot. Okay, you know, custodial work before they, you know, found regular jobs. Uh, so I would just watch. I'd watch Giant games with him he really didn't care too much or like trying to force fandom on right. me and my brother because it wouldn't have worked anyway right um <laughs> so your brother's cowboys fan too? no my brother's a 49er fan what in the hell is going on in that I, house? I, there's just there's <laughs> stories behind everything i'm gonna try to hit all, all right. of them give you the wikipedia uh right. note version so so um i just i remember i think i was about four and um, I do remember that for the cowboy haters out there. Yeah, do you remember stuff? When you were wait, wait, wait. How old are you? I am thirty three. I'm thirty six. Okay, so okay. yeah, I got three years on you. All right, go ahead. it's all good. It's all so good. I'm just trying to get a gauge of like the time frame. You grew of- up in the nineties. You know what yes, it is. Yes, you yes, know what yes. it is. So I'm, I'm very, I, I remember the nineties very well. So I, re- I remember I was about four. I'm gonna be five pretty soon. And uh, I was watching Super Bowl with my dad. It was Cowboys Bills. Mm-hmm. And which one? Ninety two or ninety three? I think I think ninety two. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was ninety two. And um, I just remember just sitting there watching, and um, I remember that was even, like, the first football game that I was really, like, kind of invested in. Like, yo, this is actually pretty exciting. Okay, pretty cool. And I remember the team with the red helmets and the team with the stars. (laughs) And I was like, yo, something about that star, man. That star, it just looks cool. But I I told myself, whoever wins this game, you know, I'll be a fan of. But I'm kind of leaning toward, um, you know, the – the, the guys in the star with the right. stars on their on their helmets, Cowboys won. Rest is history. I was a fan. I was just hooked. You know, just 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 the vibe, just the energy. I started following the team more. Um, Emmett Smith, I fell in love with. He's my favorite Cowboy of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Irvin, my favorite receiver of all time. And Troy, come on. Troy. Although I don't really like Troy, the broadcaster, because he loves to talk shit. Him and Joe Buck. It's hard when man. they do our games. We lose. No, it's ridiculous. If it's, it, if it's a big Cowboy game and Joe Buck and Troy are on the call, I'm like, yeah, we're probably gonna lose. But yeah, goal. you know what? You got you, there's <sighs> something to that. There's definitely something to that and you know a lot of people call troy a homer you know when oh, he does no, like, i'm no, like i don't think no, so no. not anymore maybe no. in the beginning when maybe. he first started because he maybe. had like the ties are right there right but like right. recently i feel like he almost goes out of his way to to, to bash him a little bit just For to sure. just no. to kind of give everybody the idea like hey i'm not as a uh, fanboy as i as I, I once was you know as mike mike irv doesn't care oh, irv, like, that's the best. he puts it all out there i am the michael irvin of chop sports like, no beautiful. matter what there's no there's no like we'll do our game picks on fridays nice and like they're, they're, i'm never gonna pick not you know against the cowboys <laughs> it's just not gonna happen i don't care if they're they're taking on tampa three times in a row right. you know what i mean like it wouldn't make any sense i i just i'm for the cowboys winning every game but obviously <laughs> for doesn't, sure doesn't for really sure. pan out for like sure. that but <laughs> but um but yeah so i mean just the 90s was i was just like you know it, it was spoiled during the 90s we we're just so good it was just ridiculous we, we won like every week and <laughs> yeah. winning like to have three super bowls under my belt before i'm eight years old like <laughs> uh, you couldn't tell me nothing i was like yeah the cowboys are gonna win every year like i felt like like a patriots fan like now yeah <laughs> or, or this who grew up like during the 2000s and whatnot mm-hmm. that's how uh, that's how i was you remember that's how yeah. i was in the 90s we all were like, yeah great sure. but, but but then jimmy johnson leaves <laughs> and, hey man uh, uh, listen, yeah. not enough people give barry 
Switzer enough credit. I know he was a little hokey doke, but he did win a Super Bowl. He did. And, and, he did. and I, I liked Barry Switzer. I liked his, his shtick. I know a lot of people that I talk to on the regular are saying, like, that was Jimmy's team. You know, there's no way. Like, he didn't earn anything. I'm like, dude, relax. Like, pause. Gotta give him still, some you still got to win games in the He's, NFL. You, do. you know what I mean? So I'm not, there's I'm a, on that boy. There's a good documentary with about him. It's a true blue one. It's on the, it's on the, the true side. blue series is one of my Amazing. favorite things. Everything you, they do. You saw the one with Barry yeah, Switzer? Yeah, everything Amazing. they do. Great stuff. Great stuff. Uh, my favorite one, I think, is uh, Parcells' is like final round. I like that yeah. one, too. That like one's that my one favorite because he was my favorite coach. Yeah. Oh, Parcells, when he came in, he turned it over. He's a Jersey guy. How could you not? Come on. I love Parcells. So I turned it, yeah, man. So, yeah, so obviously ninety five is the last time you actually smiled, right? I mean, like yeah, considering I a have, big smile at least. I still have that on VHS. It's so in my bed- it's in my bedroom. Yeah, I, I'm waiting to go on Instagram live when we do win. God, hopefully it's in our lifetime and just talk shit to the haters. Like, listen, <laughs> I still got this, and we just want it now. Suck yeah. it. Like, so I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm I waiting. Mean, <laughs> if anything at all, I mean, we'll get into the current state of the Cowboys later, but it's been tough sledding, man. I mean, oh, yeah. I know grow- <clears throat> growing up, yeah after 95 you know it's like nothing was going your way everybody and then obviously the three five and 11 seasons in a row that was dave campo years dave campo Campo those guys it was rough rough and dude i went through i was on like a jersey kick where i would just i would get a jersey and something bad would happen to him every time (laughs) i i thought i was and i found out my boy mike faraka actually is another one who owned it. I owned an away navy blue Dexter Coakley jersey. Oh wow! Coakley was my guy. That was bro. my guy like, too. That was him. my guy. I, like I was him. like an undersized fast linebacker. I'm mm-hmm. like, dude, all day. Sign I, me up. Oh yeah. Um, I had I'm ready for this. I had three different versions: home, away, <laughs> and Thanksgiving of Joey Galloway. I, uh, Tell me why. Why? Why would I do that to myself? I wanted to like Joey Galloway so much too, man. I he was supposed to, to be the next. Mike, Mike, he was you know? like we got him for Troy, and then Troy was like, "Listen, I don't want to play anymore." Because yeah, I mean, Lavar Arrington, yeah, hello, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> who I've met, I met him a couple times. He uh, Lavar, yeah, he's, that, he's that, from Penn that, State. He's, a, he's uh, that's right. Too. You went to Penn State, right? Yes, I did. Yes, oh, so did. you must be all sorts of familiar with Mr. Oh, Micah. Oh my God, yeah, I was on the Micah train like from Jump Street. I was like, this guy is real what an amazing like blessing in disguise it was that those corners got taken before we can get there because you know we were going there oh yeah for 100% sure going well, oh yeah pat pat Sertain and, and horn were were penciled in but you know i was i, I follow like like yourself i follow all the beat writers and brian Broadus was all over joe on um, jc horn he's like listen horn's not he's going to carolina so yeah. if Sertain's not there I don't know what they're going to do. And then so. the balls you move to trade back a little bit with the Eagles. With nonetheless. the Eagles. And, and, yeah. <laughs> and just feel like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, I, I remember when it happened, we had a draft party over at Big Shots in Woodbridge. Nice, nice, nice. And uh, that was one of our first, like, coming out events for, as Chop Sports. And I remember just being, everybody just, like, filming me and my reaction based <laughs> off of when Sertan went. And then, you know, when Horn went, not Horn. Um, yeah. No, Sertan and Horn. Well, it went. It went Sertan Horn. No, it went Horn. Horn Sertan. Sertan right. Yeah, yeah. So then I went, when Horn went first, I'm like, well, there's still Patrick. You know, like I was ready for. It. And then I'm like, oh my god, what are we gonna do? We got nobody to cover. And then lo and behold, Trayvon Diggs. The, that story, you know, from a year prior, mm-hmm. and he comes up and steps mm-hmm. up. That's the, the rest is history. Yeah. But all right, so you, you grew up during the, the the good times, and then right to the bad times. Do you have any? favorite moments from the times that you were able to appreciate like obviously when we're younger me you all the guys our age like it's very hard to appreciate those super bowls because we're so young right you know i'm, right. I'm 10 years old when they won super bowl 30 <laughs> so i don't get me wrong i was yeah. excited as shit and yeah. i remember crying to my dad if you remember that game vividly i do which i'm sure you've watched it a million I, times I, like I, I have yes uh, i remember crying when pittsburgh recovered that onside kick oh you were nervous that no 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 <laughs> crying like oh. 
like just ugly tears because I was like, this we're gonna lose. Like Bill Cowers about, and he was let's go. You know, he's going right. nuts, and I'm like, we're gonna lose the Super Bowl. This, this is incredibly sad. You know, like I didn't know how to handle myself. So obviously we're we're old enough to know the game because I I mean I don't know if you played football, but like I was playing I football. All right, baseball. baseball. All right, so yeah. I'm I'm yeah. playing football at the time. You know, mm -hmm. eight, nine, ten years old. So I'm I, I know the game. Mm -hmm. So you're able to appreciate that. You're deeper now, and you're 13, you're 14, you're 15, the, the, the shittier years, really. Oh, Jesus. Uh, do you have any moments that stand <laughs> PTSD, out to you? That, yeah, right? I know. It's like we're like soldiers. Um, <laughs> it, uh, does any other things stand out at you as far as like as a fan when you're growing up, like moments that you're like, that is one of my favorite cowboy moments of all time that you can appreciate? Um, you, uh, you mean like, in, like what, give me like a time frame in particular. Uh, all right, let's go to, you know what? Let's, let's skip the Campo years. Let's Please. skip, the, let's skip I, those I years. I blacked those out with my therapist. Like. Even though, <laughs> even though I will say, I will say that there was a time I'll never forget the quote and it's when Bill Parcells got us our ninth win Yeah, and I he said, that. you can't call Close. them losers anymore. Right. And right. I was like. Oh, that one hit me in the feels, right? right? So I'm like really excited about that. That's one of my favorite moments. But fast forward, let's go Romo on. So Romo, oh, Romo debuts years. in 2007 okay. or six, and then, you know, it takes the world on by fire. Like just completely there, turns oh, the, it over. There were a couple during the Romo years that, because uh, that, that was, for me, that was college. Like, like I, I, my freshman year was 06, and that's where he took. I, I remember the, the Monday night game where he took over for Bledsoe. And oh, I guess the Giants. Damn near won that game. <laughs> yeah, his first pass was an interception. Yeah, it was an interception, but <laughs> <laughs> fitting. Yeah. Um, a couple. Um, so uh, I remember we beat Peyton Manning that year. Okay. They were on, the Colts were undefeated. They were 10 and 0. They yeah. were 10 and 0. Um that game for sure. Um cuz I remember watching it uh, we used to have like watch parties in college all the time cuz uh, my first two years I went to a Penn State branch campus, the one oh, the one oh. in P the Pittsburgh area. Okay. Before I went to Maine, um my third, fourth and fifth year. Um so definitely definitely when we when we knocked off the undefeated Colts, when we knocked off the undefeated Saints. Yeah, that was a Saturday night Saturday night game. Mm -hmm. Bob um, Papa was on the on the call. Bob Papa, I met him. <laughs> I've had lunch with him every nice. Wednesday when I worked for the Giants. And yes, I know if anybody's listening to this, you're like, wait a minute, he worked for the Giants. Yes, I think nice. I said that in episode one. But yes, I worked <laughs> for the Giants. He was a broadcaster every Wednesday. Me, him, Carl Banks, and a couple other guys would eat lunch together, and it was like the coolest thing in the world. That so is, you I, can't beat that. You can't, you know, like, like, as much you, as you want to hate on all those guys, it's like I, I met Eli Manning like personally. I met Strahan. Strahan was one of the nicest guys. I will say this. I will go on record and say this. Okay. He'll probably deny this, right? <laughs> but if you ask Michael Strahan, who the one guy is that is responsible for him going from just the mustache or whatever look he was going for to doing the chin strap, it was me. Nice. I told him. I nice. said, bro, you should keep that and thin it out. He goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Told him that. Next day, never went away. It's a stable. You're though. welcome, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, all right. So, beating the Saints. Anything else jump out at you? Um. Oh, my God. Uh Okay, so I remember Sunday Night Football, no Cowboy quarterback had ever won at Lambeau. At Lambeau. It, it's never been done. Staubach never won there. Aikman never won there. Really? No, That's no, a fact? That is a fact. Why can't I? That is a that? fact. Okay. Obviously, Quincy Carter didn't win there. <laughs> well, hey, listen, don't mock Quincy. I met him, too. He's a great guy. I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure Quincy is a nice, fine yeah. gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia Bulldogs. Here we go. For sure, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I remember Sunday Night Football. Al Michaels and uh, and I think John. Yeah, John was still working. It wasn't Collinsworth didn't take over at that, at that point. He was still working. At he Fox. didn't slide in yet? He didn't slide in there. With, you know, we're going <laughs> to... 
Here's a guy. Here's a guy. There's a guy that does a mean impression on 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 on, on Twitter. Oh, I know exactly what you're yeah, talking about. Does, the blonde he, guy. That yes, does, yes, yeah, yes, he does yes, the yeah. uh, Nick Saban too. Which he's is great. great. He's, he's great. great. He's awesome. Uh, but yeah, Romo winning there, being the first Cowboy starting quarterback to win at Lambeau. Um, I remember that, and he beat Aaron Rodgers that night too. That was, I was, I think that was Rodgers' first year as a full starter taking over for Brett Favre. Yeah, too. and then unfortunately in 2014, the catch no catch uh, does call. Oh it. my 100% god, See, we're, it. we're going over the good memories. I know. <laughs> now, listen, but you, with the good, you got to get the bad. You're right, and, you, you're right. and unfortunately, when you're the Dallas Cowboys, you know the big joke is eight and eight. You know what I mean? Like oh, it's 500. Don't get so me started. For every, the, the Jason so for every Garrett good, years. Well, the Jason Garrett years oh. are like this. Obviously, he left with zero success. When you're talking about like any kind of conference championship appearance, nothing. He yeah. did nothing. Won a couple division titles, had a couple dominating teams. I felt that 2015 was going to be the year we were going to go and win the Super Bowl because okay, right okay. after the Des no catch bullshit, you know, right. after that happened, right. we were coming back with a strong, strong team, bro. Right. And and then Romo gets hurt, and the rest Des, is history. Des got hurt, too. Des got hurt. Everybody I was at that year. first game with the Romo. Romo let him down and, and in Dallas. Oh, you were the, the opener. The yeah. Opener. Nice, and he hit nice. Jason Witten over the middle, scored, boom. The place was shaking, Unbelievable. Bro. Shaking. Nice. And, um, nice. Yeah, so we all thought Des got hurt that game. He did. He we started watching game. it. on. You know, I, I got it on my phone, and I was like, oh, man, Des is hurt. Well, well, we'll weather that storm. And then next thing you know, Romo goes down, too. Uh, but yeah, 2015, I think was the year that we were going to between that and 07, I felt like you, they were way too new, like as bad as, as good as they were dominating and stuff. I just felt like it, it didn't matter. Like Romo was eventually something was going to happen. It was just, you know, Cowboys luck. I mean, know? well, you, you could say that about 08 too, because 08, right. you had 13 pro bowlers coming back. This is but true. Then, but, but this is, and we'll get into this, but my issue is coaching. It, it, you, because coaching matters absolutely coaching absolutely matters and i get into this with cowboy fans and cowboy haters all the time like that like i watched a really good document i'm pretty sure you watched it as well because you seem to have watched everything that i've watched which is, which is awesome which is great we could stuff to talk about mm. the the uh the um the bill the nick saban bill belichick documentary nick saban bill Be i did not see that oh one. you'll find that okay. it was, i think i found it on hbo max oh, okay sure. it might still be up there but um but yeah because they they grew up as as bffs obviously they right um, coached together in cleveland and so mm -hmm. forth but they were just talking about just pure the art of coaching and how good players can't overcome bad coaching bill belichick said that wow and that that was such i i that statement just it was glued in my mind from barry switzer on because this is the problem with like the, and and I'm not passing judgment on McCarthy yet. I am not. I'm not. I'm I not, give him I'm a not, mulligan for I'm, last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like God, everybody. Like you lost six offensive linemen and your starting quarterback. Like right. what do you expect? And you had the worst defense in and you had, literally yeah. history. <laughs> so, yes, but statistically history. Yes, gone. the, the yeah. Mike now the Mike Nolan hire. I got to put I'll that put was that like him. his his boyfriend. That was you know what I mean? Boy. He was to bring him on, and I'm like, this is ridiculous. Dear you can't God. do this. <laughs> but but no, the 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 coaching. The coaching carousel in Dallas, especially when it was really Jerry Jones led, that helped really sink us from Dave Campo on. Right. You know, because and you just think, just I, 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 I always pose this question to Cowboy fans: name a name a former Cowboy head coach that became a head coach somewhere else. Way Phillips never a head coach. Jimmy else. Johnson, Miami. Uh, other than Jimmy Johnson, okay. other than Jimmy Johnson, <laughs> <laughs> you said to do it. So you know I, I mean, Jason Garrett will never be a head coach in the NFL again. I don't think so. He's not going to happen. And Wade Phillips was never like like I said, and you know, Wade never coached again. He was just the D he coordinator. Was, he was right? a D coordinator. He was interim a few times, but okay. he was never a never a, a, a hot hire, commodity. A hire, like right. right, outright hire. So what does that say? 
that says that the guys you're picking, you are hoping they're going to become coaches. Like right. Jerry Jones, he was hoping and praying that Jason Carrot was going to grow into his into his next Jimmy Johnson. It, just, his, it just wasn't going to happen. Is history repeating itself right now? With the, considering the fact that we got Mike McCarthy, right? He's got himself a 7-4 and four team as we record this podcast today. They're 7-4 and four with yep. a Thursday night game, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is history repeating itself to the, to the fact of thinking that they have Kellen Moore and he's going to be the next Jason Garrett? Like, hold on to him for dear life. Don't let him go anywhere. Pay him a, <laughs> a couple extra million dollars to stay put. Right. Do we have that situation developing here? I don't. I don't think so. No. You know, okay. I, I really don't think so because that's not the vibe that I get from um, from all the beat writers that follow the team and really cover the team. From Mike Fisher, he's he's my he's my Bible. I actually, Cowboys. I just, I'm, you don't I'll, like him? I'll, I, I despise him. <laughs> oh, that's I terrible. I despise him. That's and you, you know, it's funny. Um, it's a quick side story. I started, okay, I started it, to write it. for the Cowboys Wire with, um, you know, USA Today a couple years back, all right? right? And within my first, like, two months of writing, I was, I was cranking out some articles. But if you follow me on Twitter, which you do, I do, I do. you know that I don't have a filter. And I no, don't. I no. do not. I don't hold back at all. I love it, co- it. I love it, by the way. When I, yeah, well, some people are just like, they, they turn their head. And they're like, oh, God, what is wrong with him? But, like, I, I, I say it how it is. Like, if the Cowboys are losing a game, I can feel like the sky is falling. But if they turn it, like, if they get a pick, I'm like, Let's ride. You know right. what I mean? Like, gotcha. Let's go. Gotcha. gotcha. Um, so during my first couple months writing for the Cowboys Wire, I had saw something put out. I think it might have been right around the trade deadline where I believe Darius Slay was available for trade, right? Oh, all right. He right. was like yeah, he the, was. The, the Lions were shopping him at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And Fisher put out an article with a headline like something, something Slay to Dallas. And I said, I'm like, yo, Uncle Clickbait. Can we stop? You know, like, can we knock this off? Because you know it doesn't have any grounds. You know it doesn't have any merit. So why are you putting it out there? And then on top of that, and obviously he called me out, and then he called my pub, uh, my editor out. He, oh, like, wow. He was like, yo, tell your boy, fall back. He's brand new. He's And I was like, I was new. You know, I was like, yeah. all right, you know. And I apologized to him. I was like, hey, sorry, Mr. Fisher. You know, I just got ahead of myself. I just don't know. You know, I'm, sometimes my fingers are too fast, you know. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But now down the line, now that I don't associate myself with with any kind of publication right now, mm-hmm. sometimes for blogging the boys, I'm a, I'm a podcaster for them as well. Nice, nice, um, nice. But I don't I don't associate with anybody, so I kind of have that free reign to say whatever I want. That's why Chop Sports is here, by the way. You know, so I can say like, <laughs> no filter. I'm the boss. Nobody could tell me nothing, right? I'm gonna say what I want, and uh, he just constantly retweets the same stuff, and you know it because you watch, you follow. Yeah, I don't yeah. follow him anymore because like, I, I just couldn't do it. I was like, there was one time I was like, I don't know if anybody noticed, but Mike Fisher has retweeted the same story 16 times today, 16, and I wasn't even exaggerating. I was like, what are you trying to do? You getting paid per click? Like what? What is happening here? So he kind of fell off the face of the earth for me. But anyway, he is a credible guy. He's been there forever, yeah. so he's been in the locker room. I'll take him over, like I don't know, Skip Bayless. You know what I'm saying? Like so. Uh, that, that's that's another point. Um, that's a great segue. Mm. You know, to, to get to the four letter networks. That's that's the like, the ESPN. We the, are the, the uh, Chop Sports. I know it's four letters. Actually, kind of <laughs> kind of rubs me the wrong <laughs> fitting, way. Fitting. But uh, I, I, I Chop Sports bills themselves and ourselves as being the anti-establishment. We don't that's like great. to associate ourselves like yes will we get our news from certain places like your espns and your fs1s and all this other stuff yeah we'll get the news but those guys i feel like they have like a script in front of them they do and they just read off it no matter if it's right if it's wrong uh if it's accurate if it's just if it's gonna piss people off they like that shit oh yeah you know what i mean they like to be on there and, and it's like it's alarming because yep. if you you're a journalist right yes yes so you yes. went to school for the same thing i did yes so yes if 
I know when I got into it, I wasn't getting into it to be like, yo, I hope everybody just listens to me and me only. Mm -hmm. I just want to report what's out there. Yeah. The truth, Mm -hmm. you know, and give me the facts. Right. Don't say like, you know, don't give me an opinion piece when you're not an opinion writer. Mm -hmm. If you're reporting the news, you better give me the news. And I know a lot of these guys are literally talking heads. Like there's, there's guys on TV that I just want to punt through a wall, like, (laughs) like Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless. You know, these guys are all. Talking head, Colin Coward. They're all just actually. Colin Coward said something good about the Cowboys. I the other saw day. that. You I saw like, you tweet that. I, I saw said, you I said, what, that. Is he feeling okay? Is like he's got COVID. Like what, what's going on over there? He said COVID. Yeah, so I'm like, is everything okay? But um, yeah. So anyway, you back to your Fisher point. Fisher's I mean, your Bible. I mean, but that's the but that's the difference. That's the difference, and and it's a point that I've I I I, I live by this statement that there is a difference between sports journalism and sports entertainment, and the average fan of any major sport but especially football because it's, it's the most popular mm-hmm. you know let's let's call a spade a spade mm-hmm. they don't know the difference between the two they go to the four letter networks they go to the skip baylesses and the Stephen a smiths right. and they believe that that's facts so they re- they regurgitate that mm-hmm. and they say it in in, in a hot you know, clickbait or in a, in, a, in a stupid tweet, or you get into arguments with them on Twitter or whatnot, because that is their source of of of, of news, and they believe that that's the truth, but it's not. Right. It's not like sports entertainment is just that. Like ESPN and the big letter networks, they talk about the Cowboys and hype it up. They create the hype train, right. and then they blame the Cowboy fans when we when the Cowboy team falls short every single year. It's it's hilarious. You know, I used to get upset about it, but. Time has gone through, has gone on, and I'm like, you know what? This is just what it's going to be. Right. Even even if we do win a Super Bowl, what's the next thing they're going to say the next day? They can't well, win the second well, one. They're not going to repeat. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Let's not let's not like Come celebrate on, the man. fact that we just won the first, you know, the Super Bowl for the first time in over a quarter of a, a century or whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the 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 rhetoric and the narrative will be like, well, it's not like they're going to win two. You know what I mean? Like so, that's eh, whatever. The, the talking heads are just. That's what they are, bro. That's what they are. They just bah, 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 wrestling promos. They, they're just they there to cut, they're just there to cut wrestling promos. Yeah. It's, it's actually really entertaining. It's it's really <laughs> disturbing. All right, so listen, let's take a break. All right, let's take a break. Let's towel off. Let's get set because we got to talk current Dallas Cowboys. They got a big game in New Orleans. This is going to release on Wednesday, so obviously a, game, a day right before it. We'll get into the state of the Cowboys right after this. What's going on, guys? This is Sturch, and I'm here to let you guys know about some new happenings with Joe Pizzamenti of Attitude of Gratitude Consulting. This time around, I want to bring you guys up to speed on some of the amazing health and wellness products. These products focus on providing happiness for people bringing out the four happy hormones in our body. That right away makes me happy. These products aid weight loss, sleep, mental clarity, and energy, just to name a few. They have even created your morning coffee to get your day started off right. That's not all, guys. Joe is in a giving mood, so now if you mention Shop Sports, he's going to provide you with a free discounted private travel website that you can use to book your travel needs. Even better, if you become a customer of Joe's, he's going to give you guys a travel voucher that you can use for up to a year and are only responsible for airfare and taxes. Visit attitudeofgratitudellc.com for more information. What's going on, guys? This is Sturch, and I got a question for you. Have you ever dreamt about flipping a house or buying an investment property? I know I have. There's a reason why house flipping is out of reach for most people, and that's because of a lack of information. Flipping Made Easy 
is for people like you who feel drawn to the world of house flipping, but they don't have a clue as to where to start. Check out FlippingMadeEasy.com. Here, you'll find comprehensive and easy-to-understand information about every stage of the house flipping process. You'll receive access to millions of houses ripe with flipping potential. Hundreds of expert guidance explained through research articles and easy-to-understand video content. And thousands of vendors for all of your house flipping needs. Subscribe to FlippingMadeEasy.com and become part of the flipping community. Right now, if you use the promo code CHOP, you'll receive a free t-shirt and a 30-day, that's right, 30-day money-back guarantee. That's FlippingMadeEasy.com. All right, welcome back to All About the Star right here on the Chop Sports Podcast Network. Your host, Dave Sturgeon, I'm here with you, go boy. What's going on again, dude? Great story, great backstory. It's good to have Cowboys fans unite. Uh, you know, it's funny. There, there, a lot of people would say that I, maybe I'm crazy, where I'm like, we've never met. We've only talked on social media. Yeah. In today's world, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Let me invite a guy over to my studio. I don't know if you, you could have showed up with 15 dudes and just overtook <laughs> the damn place. But I was just like, you know what? Cowboys people to me are all like-minded. They all are, are driven and they're all goal-oriented. You know what I mean? So, dude, you dropped me a shirt too. What is that all about? Of course. Well, um, my detour, you know, and it's funny. I'm doing another podcast tomorrow in Garfield. Like I'm, I'm just like I'm on a press. Oh yeah, tour. media tour. Yeah, nice. media tour. I'm dropping an it's album. Media week. Dropping an album. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm doing Hot 97 later. <laughs> At Rosenberg. Yeah, Rosenberg. Right. <laughs> so, um, but no, when I graduated, uh, when I graduated Penn State, uh, toward the end, you know, because I did five years, because mm-hmm. I just uh, victory lap. That's what my buddy from Atlanta. <laughs> I <laughs> buddy, like that. My buddy from Atlanta. I like that, dude. I used to call my county college uh, Edison University. It was Middlesex <laughs> County College. And I was just like, nah, man, it's university. There's plenty of room. <laughs> my, <laughs> my, buddy, my buddy from Atlanta, Chris uh, Chris Curtis. Love that guy. Shout out to Chris. He's actually, his, his Braves just won the World Series. So oh, he's, congratulations. He's on cloud. I'm nine. a Yankee guy. so I I'm a Yankee guy, too. Yeah, so. I, saw, I saw that. Another reason why I'm here. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, but um, I'll I'll never forget uh, toward the end of college, I was really falling in love with comedy and with music, you know, because I just, I always saw myself as a personality. Like, right. Like, yeah, for sure. You know, I, I, friends have always told me like, yo, dude, you're pretty funny. Like you should do stand up or you should. You, you, have you ever got in front of a, like an open mic? Yeah, I have. Have you I bombed? Did, did you bomb completely? Everyone bombs. Uh, of course. Uh, I just like, I need to know. Yes, I need to know. Yes. Bombed. I absolutely bombed and I absolutely like, killed. So how about I, that weather? You exactly. know, like, like, what? <laughs> boy, my arms tired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just flew in from New York. Oh boy, my arms tired. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, um, so it was, it was, it was pretty me juggling both, uh, comedy and music, but I, uh, I fell more in love with music toward the end of college. Cool. And, um, you know, I was doing the whole struggle rapper setup, recording in attics, recording in living rooms and bedrooms and basements. And whatever, wherever you can there. get the best acoustics. Wherever you can. Yeah. Wherever you can. Absolutely. And uh, well, I was very fortunate because at Penn State at the time, a good friend of mine from Philly, his name's uh, Brian Walker. He's in a band, a, self, a solo band called uh, Day Without Love. Amazing, amazing uh, guitarist and vocalist. Uh, he um, started the song Penn State Songwriters Club. Okay. So it was so the the, the thing at Penn State. Get credit State, for that. <laughs> <laughs> I still got a T-shirt. I only got one. I'd, nice. I'd have brought I'd have brought you one. I only got one. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but um, what was really cool about the Songwriters Club and the fact that I was around when it was freaking created was uh that it gave an, it gave guys and girls and bands and duos or groups or whatever or quartets <laughs> the opportunity to make original music on campus okay know, because, because the thing is at penn state and a lot of big schools if you want to perform in a bar you have to be a cover band 
you, Correct. You, you got to be this a cover true, band. Yeah. This is the this is the the, the definition of a college band. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it's still this. I guarantee you, it's still this. I went out to day. a bar the other day, about two weeks no, a week ago, and I'm like the cover band played the songs that you just knew they were going to play. Of like course. everybody's got the same set list. It's ridiculous. Of yeah, course. Listen, no knock, no knock on cover bands. They got to make Some a living. Some of them are great. Some, Some of them are, are real good. Some, Some of them are absolutely atrocious and they can terrible. go to sleep. But anyway, <laughs> like I, I ask you to play faith by Limp Bizkit and you play the freaking George Michael cover. Like, <laughs> you're right. I, I, and I'm they're not, like, I'm that, not happy. That, 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 that. And you're like, what are you, what? <laughs> like, I'm not happy. So, <laughs> but, um, but no, so in my time getting with the songwriters club and meeting other artists and meeting producers and networking, I just really felt in love with music really uh hip-hop and r&b in particular yeah and um uh i was doing i was doing like concerts in living rooms and i was opening for mc light i got to open oh. for her i got to okay. open for afro man i got to like the afro the man? afro man oh, I, got shit. To, I, I got a picture to him that's Instagram. awesome he was really drunk and really high but he's really funny <laughs> really that's funny awesome. i still have his number believe it nice. or not nice. <laughs> and um so in that time period and i, I got to hang out with red man and method man on their tour bus Dude. which was amazing red I'm, man's uh, from jersey red my man's from yeah jersey. my business yeah. partner actually chris gucci who you know, again, we, I, I digress with the whole he's a Packer fan thing, but like <laughs> he is a cool dude and he's into the rap game big time. So nice, he's a nice. big Wu Tang guy. He oh, said, he same, said that same, he same, said same. that the chop thing actually came from, you know, he just liked the the ninjas and the Wu Tang, like it just all that, and that's where Chop came from. He's Sweet. actually the creator of uh, and founder of the company. Uh, and then I just uh, you know threw some money at him. <laughs> <laughs> so no, not really, but um, Smart but man. yeah, yeah. So I, dude, that game is a is a struggle. It's a hustle, and and you know commend you for sticking with it, dude. It's, that's that's it, awesome. It's a grind. Um, I got signed actually. What? Like, Where? Right, right after college, I got signed to an independent label. Okay. Um, they were stationed out of Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and um, the plan was we were in talks with Warner Brothers and you know we had a, had an offer from Universal um for a distribution deal we turned it down and it was a, it was actually smart to turn it down cuz they were asking for like 90% of the company or whatnot. Oh, Jesus Christ, like, yeah. That's what they do to independent companies. Yeah, I would, the, the, the I would assume they just go and purge. Yeah, the, the music business is terrible. Uh, but yeah. um, so I the, I was running around doing shows in New York and uh, Pennsylvania. Got to open for Kid Ink as well. I got nice. to open for Two Chains and ASAP Ferg and wow, Meek Mill dude. as well. Really? Uh, yeah, I did the A3C Festival in Atlanta. Oh, no shit, dude. This is big. Like, I'll tell my, you'll know, probably listen to this, but I'm like, Absolutely. I found myself a mini celeb in the house today. That's awesome, bro. <laughs> now, I'll, now, I'll shoot you all my, uh, uh, all, yeah. my, all my music. Listen, if it's your it's music, it's right? Original. And it's you, original. I was gonna say, if mine. it's original tracks, listen, we're always looking for like intros and exits for for different different podcasts. You're here. You're hearing it on audio. It's on record. You can use any one of my songs as your intro. That's bro. awesome. Any dude. one of them. Oh, yeah, man, free, appreciate free it. Maybe song. maybe start next week. All about the star. We'll have a new intro song. We'll see. You will. Or, or you <laughs> can just write one for uh, or I'll do uh, or something I'll cowboy one. related. Whatever. You know? uh, so sure, yo, sure. all right. So this Cowboys team. Yeah, for sure. This Cowboys team in particular. We lose opening week. We rattle off. <laughs> Should have won that game. No, no kidding. Greg Zerline, thanks. Well, either that or Gall that garbage call. But anyway, um, <laughs> so we rattle off all those wins in a row, right? We're all we're we're flying high. Then we we slip up against the Broncos. Everybody's like, "What the hell just happened?" And then mm -hmm. we just say, "You know what? Let's right the wrongs." We beat the shit out of the Atlanta Falcons, right? Oh, that was so now we're running and rolling, like we're rocking and rolling. And in come the Chiefs game, where we all kind of said, "You know what? This is the main event heavyweight fight." Let's get it done, right? Let's right. get this done. Let's go, let's get in there. Let's get a win. It doesn't go our way. Dak looks like crap. Everything's like, what the hell? Sky's falling. But they're like, oh, but you know what? The last time we lost a game like this, the next week we beat the brakes off the Falcons, so we're going to do it again on Thanksgiving, and here we are. 
or seven and four. <laughs> when you look at this team right now, was there any point at the season, like during this eleven game stretch, yeah. that you felt like this team was special compared to other teams of the past? Um, definitely the. Uh, I want to say the uh, the Panthers game. I was I was very impressed with the Panthers game because we didn't really start that game very well. Mm-hmm. I, I remember watching it. Kevin Burkhart was on the call with mm-hmm. uh, Greg Olson. Um, yeah, how they let Greg Olson do that game is beyond me. But uh, we the, had them two weeks in a row. Actually, we had Kevin Burkhart. He did they did the following week. I think we had Kevin Burkhart for like three straight weeks. It's NFC man, it's just, he's, just, he's Fox Five. Guys. If, if we're in the one o'clock window, Kevin Burkhart's doing our game. I can't believe like <laughs> this. This might also be the most one o'clock games I've ever seen. You know, what we've I mean? had like, a lot of one o'clock. Yeah, games it felt here. like that. Yeah, it, well, anyway. it's a it's a longer season. It is. It's not. Drags it out a little more. So that's shocking. This team, you're feeling good about Carolina. I game. was feeling really good because, especially the way we just came at them like an avalanche in the second half. You mm-hmm. remember it? Like we got, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we uh, we Diggs had back to back picks, and then we then then Dak let us right down, and Zeke had like a big run, and then Schultz scored a touchdown, and Cedric Wilson scored a touchdown. It was just an avalanche, right? And it, yeah, they they scored a bunch of points garbage time to make it closer but we kicked their ass yeah. we kicked the eagles ass too you know i, I was mean? there like, for that one that, i, was there I, sh- I should have gone to that game someone told to, me to go to that game i went to dallas for nice, that game nice. i met a I, I, did, I met my boy brett ernst out there he's a co-host of mine on the jersey boys podcast which we do for blogging the boys okay um he's a comedian so he knows that world oh, very well he's I, actually in, hang with he was in cobra uh, cobra kai he's in that series no way yeah he's the cousin nice. he's cousin louie so he's he's Daniel's son's cousin. Small who, world, yeah, dude. So Small it's uh, so he's in that. I met him actually right before the pandemic. Actually, no, it was a year before that. I don't even know. I've known him a long time, <laughs> but I was there in Dallas for that beatdown. And then obviously we take care of the Giants. Like there's a lot of games where I'm like, yo, this team they can roll. You know, like they can sure. actually beat the brakes off a lot of. And a lot of people are like, well, you didn't beat anybody, right? And then we go to L.A. Right, we take care of business. That game wasn't great, it was. but it wasn't bad, right? No. And then we go to New England, and I know New England has rattled off six straight almost since right yeah um but they were nothing to like 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 sleep on it's still belichick it's still belichick and it's still foxborough right right so we were getting these these marquee wins and i'm i'm jazzed up about it now we're seven and four we've lost three of four right yeah are you starting to where do you feel like the state of the cowboys are right now i mean right now as it stands we're recording on a wednesday week 12 is behind (laughs) us so we're we're Officially two games up, two and a half if you count the win over them on the Eagles. And now the Washington football team just won the game. Uh, terrible game, by the way. Um, they got done. And uh, so now they're they're about two and a half games out. The Giants are kind of just like, eh, whatever. They're just another team. They're there. <laughs> NFC East, locked up? No, it's it won't be locked up until we start playing. We I wholeheartedly believe we're going to split with Washington. Okay, like, I can see that. Something I, fluky always happens when we play them, like especially recently. Oh, remember snapping fraction? That oh my was god, fun. yeah, that was <laughs> comedy central. <laughs> right. He did the same thing the next. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, again, again, you 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 need to talk to my therapist. Anyway, yeah. so um, but I, it, it's hard for me to to like give you like a straightforward answer because, you know. This was this is what Jason Garrett. I, I, I he, you can't especially it was nine full years of it, almost a decade of it. Mm. Like you can't not talk about recent Cowboys without talking about his whole era. Of course, and he was notorious for like those this this, this this December like letdown, right. and everyone would always blame Romo. And I'm just like, how are you blaming a guy that throws 31 touchdowns and 10 picks every year? Like that that's a top 10 quarterback consistently. It's not his fault. Right. It's not again. Coaching matters. You do your, the most important coaching takes place in December. 
Mike McCarthy doesn't win that Super Bowl that he won in in Green Bay without some really, really crisp December coaching. Everyone says it was Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Oh, oh, it was more Aaron Rodgers. That's what my my business partner said. McCarthy was just there for the ride. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl since. He hasn't. I'm just saying, yeah, he's been to the conference championship, what, like three times? But he hasn't been to a Super Bowl since McCarthy's left. Because, again, your critical coaching, your critical motivation and preparation takes place in December. I I can give you an honest answer when this when December ends and we got, what, one game or two games left? I think we end up against the Cardinals and against the Eagles. Hopefully that game is meaningless. Right. Um, but when I see what we do in December – with, um, with this team or whatnot, I can give you an honest answer or whatnot because the season really starts in December. It does. In my, at least now, in are, my you, are you are you right as of right now on the McCarthy wagon? You think you think he's I'm, been doing a good job this year I'm as not, a whole? I think uh, uh, definitely in comparison to last year. But last year I oh, give him last a mulligan. Year's a, like a, it's a mulligan. Yeah, it's like a complete freak thing. <laughs> but like uh, I, like his timeouts and time management doesn't that scare you a little bit? Because I mean, it scares the crap wor- out of me. That worries me. Yeah, that worries me because you know he, what I will say is every team goes through it. The McVeigh McVeigh just did some freaking foolishness last week, and is he going to be crucified by ESPN and Fox? Hell no. no absolutely no, not. Because no. It, but if McVeigh but was the coach Wonder. Of Cowboys, he knows it boy, all. He's Boy right. Wonder, for sure or whatnot. So, but, you know, yes, the, the, the time management and the clock management or whatnot I, yeah, I, I do decisions have to kick fifty nine yard field goals. Yeah, it still bothers me. You know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a big Greg Zerline fan. I, I, I wasn't. I, who can be at this? I, I point? wasn't. Who I, who I, can I, possibly <laughs> out there? Cowboys Nation <laughs> listening to this podcast right now. Who can sit out there and say, you know what, Greg's not bad. Like, no, yes, he is. He's. It's he's, like you can't line up. I I feel like I've broken it down to the point where I'm like, wait a minute. Well, if he's on this hash mark, no go. <laughs> if he's on this hash mark, yes. Where's we're at the hash right? Marks. And I'm like, what? Oh, you know, and I feel like I've had this conversation. I just felt right now in this moment, deja vu. I felt like I was talking about this very thing last year. You know, and if you're talking about the same thing two years in a row, a he ain't your guy. No, he's Brett Maher right now. Oh my he god! Is. Can he's, you, dude? They brought him in for a workout. I was like, who the hell signed off on that? Yeah, like, <laughs> what in their right mind was like, you know what? I got an idea. <laughs> Let's bring back this guy. <laughs> like that can't be a thing. But oh god, I digress. But overall. <laughs> This Cowboys team, I mean, I have obviously since since we've drafted them, I, it took me a couple, even in the rookie season with Dak Prescott, it took me a little bit with him because I was just like, ah, I don't know, man. I, I don't know yet. I don't know yet. It wasn't until literally he, you know, he, he goes out there and starts balling out last year, gets hurt, does the, you know, the injury, the crying, the, the all that emotion that was wrapped up. And then for him to battle all the way back and then watching hard knocks this year and you're like, Oh, he's a badass, bro. Right. Like he's yeah. not he's not the pushover that he is at the podium. No. You know, he's no. cursing like he, and I, I attribute this to he's he's Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I think he's Kobe Bryant. Yeah, I think he's Mamba mentality. Like I, I am never satisfied and I want to go out and win every day. A lot of people heard uh, one of his quotes this week of saying that he's pissed off. That the team is pissed off. And a lot of people are like, well, just just execute. I'm like, just execute. <laughs> Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson were dropping balls off their face mask, and he yeah. wanted them to just execute. <laughs> there was a couple bad throws that Dak made. Nobody's perfect. When Brady spikes the ball into the earth, nobody says a damn word. It right? happens. Happens. It happens, right? <laughs> Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's going to be the guy to end this whole long drought. He's going to be the no, guy, bro. I, I believe it because, again, I go back, and I've been a fan of his – 
and this is facts. I've been a fan of his since Mississippi State because, and here's why: because when Mississippi State was number one in the country, that immediately got my attention. I'm like, wait a minute, Mississippi State's number one? Mm. All right, what's up with this guy or whatnot? And then I did, I did, so I did a deep dive about last year, or the year before. How many actual NFL players were on that Mississippi State team? It was Preston Smith, who's with the Packers, barely, yeah, barely. Dak, yeah, and I think maybe Darius Slay the year before. I, I don't think Dak was a starter, but I think so. The he was team itself, so he was doing it with, so with nothing. He was doing it with XFL and indoor football players, <laughs> yeah, and, and CFL guys, right? <laughs> and WWE tryouts, right? <laughs> Brock Lesnar out there trying Brock, to play along. Brock Lesnar yeah. at tight end, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he took them the number one in the country, and I was like, if we get this guy, I think we might, I might, I think we might have something here. And just to think, man, that we almost wound up with Paxton Lynch, like just to Jerry think, Jones Jerry wanted Jones that. Wanted oh my Paxton god, he wanted so that. bad. Oh my god, it's disturbing, the, bro. The one thing you, the one thing, there's very few things I give Jason Garrett credit for. I'm so mad that he's from Jersey too. That just that makes my skin crawl. Princeton's finest. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> Go Tigers. That, Go that, Tigers. Those Tigers. Yeah, they're Tigers. Um, j- uh. Jason Garrett, he and it was in uh, it was in Hard Knocks this year. They showed uh, the war room on draft day in us in sixteen. He was standing on the table for for Dak. He's mm-hmm. like, yo, he's like, he needs some work with his feet footwork. I'm, he's, he's doing the going through the motions. Yep, yep, yep. I remember <laughs> you that. Remember it? And he's just like the, the Dak kid. He's like, that's our guy. That's our guy. And Steven was like, you're right. I think that is our guy. And Jerry was like, no, I want back so much. I remember, <laughs> man, that, that year, bro. I remember Callan Moore going down with a broken foot or broken ankle, whatever the hell he broke. Um, it was leg. It was a leg. It was the entire leg. Whole leg. Huh? Holy shit. All right. <laughs> I underestimated that injury. coordinator. <laughs> right. So, yeah, now it's our boy Wonder. Um, but I remember him going down and then Romo playing. I remember sitting in my living room my apartment and and watching Romo just get crunched, right? And I'm just like. I was in Mexico. I, I was like, wait team. a minute, yep. wait a minute, wait a minute. That. I was like, so Callan Moore's out. Like, what? What? Like, are, is this kid going to really be thrown into the fire right now? And look, here we are, and, and we're in a position to do a really special thing this year in particular because I'm looking at this year, and you know it as an NFL fan as a whole, you produce a, an NFL show. So, like, yes, sir. so yes, sir. you know for a fact that there's not one team out there Maybe, maybe, maybe the Green Bay Packers. Maybe. And I'm I'm even saying after they got starched in, in week one to the Saints and then obviously they lost the game to the Chiefs without uh, Rodgers, but like without those games, and they lost to the Vikings too, which by the way, I mean, come on. Cooper Rush beat them. Why can't I Rodgers beat them? What the hell is that all about? <laughs> but uh, I, I, in all reality, I think the Packers are, might be a smidge higher than the rest of the league, but this league is wide open for the taking. This year, I really think it is. This year is you can't. There is no dominant team this no. year. It's it's really and that's a beautiful thing, and that's a great. That's awesome. It's now going to be survival of the fittest, like survival yeah. of the guys that are Playoff, healthiest. Playoffs is going to be hunger games this year. Yeah, especially yeah. in the NFC. Because yeah. you think about the NFC, you got you got your big five. You got Arizona, us, Tampa, Green Bay, and. I can't LA, say I LA guess. right now. Yeah, right. Because LA has Bro, Matt I honestly, Stafford. I made I made a prediction today on our our, our daily show. Yeah, that San Fran is going to be the sixth seed, the I, five seed. Sorry, I wouldn't be shocked if it if it happened because I've got a couple buddies that are Rams fan. I was telling them this in the preseason. I was like, one of my main buddies. Shout out to Bryce. That's that's my guy. Um, I was like, bro. You're caping so hard, like you, you forgot Matt Stafford playing Detroit, and 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 miss me with the whole, oh yeah, but he played with Aaron Rodgers was in that division. Mitchell Trubisky won that division. I'm pretty sure Jake twice. Cutler might have even gave a Jake run for Cutler the money. Jake Cutler probably won that division once. Maybe or twice. I'm not, I'm probably not right Kirk on that. Cousins one. won that division. You mean to tell me you couldn't win 
that division with the Lions one time in any of those down years. They went winless he's not, with him. He's exactly <laughs> like, literally I was like he's he's not he, he's a really good I think somebody oh, was it a uh, Rob Parker, <laughs> Rob, oh, Rob Parker, one. who I can't stand, but he's actually hilarious. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Him, him and uh, Chris Broussard, the yeah. Odd Couple. I love that podcast. Um, he called Matt because he, he's from Detroit and he, he covers uh, Detroit sports. He's he called Matt Stafford Stat Patford Stat, Stat Patford <laughs> <laughs> because that's what Matt Stafford is. He's gonna win you fantasy football championships. Oh, right. he will. Right. He's gonna throw for five k. Right. He's gonna throw for thirty touchdowns, but he's gonna throw for twenty five picks. He's the white Jameis Winston. I'm <laughs> telling you, bro, comparison. he is going to light it up with yards and in garbage time because his team's fighting from behind. Right. And But he is going to throw pick sixes. He has three consecutive games with pick sixes, bro. He's, My dad's fantasy quarterback, <laughs> and I beat him by two points. So imagine if he didn't throw that pick six. He would have won. You know, his, you know his career? He's 7-90 and 90 against teams with Bro, that's so funny you bring that up. 7-90. Uh, and 90. My business partner asked me, he goes, what do you think his record is? He's actually had 80. It was 80 games. Oh, really? So 80 games, and I know exactly how many he has, right? So I'm like, he goes, 80 games against winning teams. How, what's his record? And I'm, I'm there. I'm like, all right, you know what? It's got to be like maybe mid-20s, so like a high ball. And then before I can even answer, he goes, whatever answer you're thinking of, it's too much. And I was like, really? And I was like, <laughs> all right, give me 18 wins. He goes, seven. Seven wins against winning teams out of 80 games. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So, look, will the real Matt Stafford please stand he's up? Standing up I right think he's now. standing up right now. He's standing up way right up. the fuck now. Right. <laughs> way up, right? So, all right. So, anyway, this this year in particular is is golden for the Dallas Cowboys to take it and, and end the streak. I believe so. I because believe there's so. nobody that really scares me anymore. Not Tampa. Not And I know this is going to sound ridiculous, and I've said this on other multiple pl- platforms and podcasts. If I'm going to go play Aaron Rodgers this year, I want him in Green Bay. I don't want him in Dallas. You don't want him in Dallas? No. You don't want him in at and Nope. Nope. <laughs> Why? I mean, when's the last two times in a row he's broke our heart there? Are you kidding? Give him perfect weather conditions? F that shit. No. Bring me the snow. Bring me a dirty game. And we squeak it out and win it. We got the better running. Well, the somewhat better running game, I would think. I would say that's actually a really good comparison. Who's officiating, though? Well, not, none of those other clowns. Because <laughs> if it's the idiots from get Thanksgiving, me. fuck get, that. No. That, that guy needs to be fired and held accountable. But Hockley's son. Sean yeah. Hockley. Yeah. He, Hockley's you know son. what I think he did? I think he actually sent, like, sent a text to the family and said, hey, guys, I'm on the 4 o'clock game. Watch how many times I'm on TV. And they all had like bets, you know, like what's the over under on how many times he could show off his uh, his tight shirt. You know what I mean? Like uh, that guy sucks. But anyway, this game in particular, to me, I think is a must win. You got to beat the Saints because the rest of the way is NFC games, right? Six six games left. They're going to be a tough. It's a tough little stretch here. The Cowboys are five and one in the conference. Yeah, they've they've taken care of business so far. Mm hmm. But now in come the Saints. In come Taysom Hill. In come, you know, it was just gonna, bound to happen. Alvin Kamara, of course, oh, will probably now. play. Oh, he's healthy now. Yeah, oh, Ingram is great. back. He'll probably play. You know what I mean? So all these guys are playing. And what we've seen out of the Saints in the last couple weeks is a Trevor Simeon-led offense <laughs> with no, right, with no <laughs> Kamara. So no, not, yeah, he's, he's terrible. He's awful. Jason Garrett lost him, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, go figure that one out. But... So now your 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 knee jerk reaction to the Saints and how you think this one's going to play out? I think that Dan Quinn as our coach now. That's right. Because, another uh, yeah, it's another thing because yep. um, you know McCarthy unfortunately tested uh, positive for COVID. Um, I think that is going to be a low key blessing 
Um, a lot of I, people I, are saying that. I, I think so. I think so. I think um, I think Dak. I'm not worried about Dak having another stinker, you know, on the road. You know, I th- I think every quarterback's due for two to four, especially with 18 games, 17 games this year. Right. Um, I think every quarterback's due for like two or four. I, I don't think this will be one for him. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb coming back is big. Cooper, Jerry says Cooper's going to play. Yeah, I, I, I trust I've him. heard I've heard Jerry say that, and then I've heard that, you know, Cooper's not feeling well. And I've I'm heard, like, I've all right, what is too. it? I, I don't think Cooper's going to play the entire game. I think he, they're going to limit fine. him. I'm fine. I'm with that, with that, too. I just need him on the I need right. him on the field. Give me a corner to go Pre- cover Yes, him. preoccupying uh, Marcus Lattimore. Lattimore's right. Lattimore going to be on him, and I'm fine with that. Get him off a of lamb and get him off a of gallop. Right. Gallup is the X factor. Gallup and Schultz. Because you can't double team everybody. Right. Can't There's not enough players. Everybody. Exactly. So, but the real key for me coming into this game in particular is I don't think Taysom Hill's gonna put up 40 on us. I just don't. I don't even think he unless this is uh, arena football, you know what I mean? Like and he was channeling his inner Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think that's gonna happen. I think that if I think if our offensive line can get their shit together because I'm I'm of of every part of our def of our team you know the defense is its own entity like I right. let, let me leave that alone I'll, like I'll get to that when I get to that but the offensive line has been shaky at best because it's it, it I don't know why they won't just stick with a best five and just stick with this this whole rotation well, thing they I were think doing by default we're gonna get the best five because Tyron Steele's out yeah he's got COVID yeah that, so that. now it's it's gonna be Tyron on the outside and, and Collins gets Ter- back to his position and Ter- and uh, what's the name I. Connor Williams, Collins, Connor Williams, Mr. Mr. Penalty. Yeah, like well, and that, people are like, you know, even my dad was like, why did they have to mess with it? You know, and I'm like, you know what? Some of that stuff's costly, man. I don't think it you is. can you can't mess around with that anymore. Like when you get a big break off run, and all of a sudden you see the little yellow marker on the thing, you're like, up, oh, all right, cool. Who's it on? Oh, guess what? He led, the league, he led the league in penalties. Yeah, that's so not, that's I think it's a it's a correct in. benching for McGovern to come in. Yes, yeah. I, I think that was the right time sure. and definitely the right thing to do. Yeah. Offensive line is definitely going to dictate how this game. Goes. They got yeah. They got to play well up front because if we run the ball like I know we can run the ball, we'll, we'll, we'll beat them. We'll absolutely beat them. Like that—that th- that is how you beat Dallas. Because every every show, every uh, influencer, all the beat writers, they all say the same thing about how teams have beaten us. When we don't run the ball well, and when our and when and when Dak is getting flustered, and our offense is out of rhythm, and we're playing from behind the sticks or whatnot, that's that's when we're in trouble. But when we're dictating, we've got way too many weapons. You can't, right. you, you can't, again, you can't double everybody. Got to start fast. And yeah, enough of these slow sure. starts where they're just like, you know, three and out the first couple series. Like, no, man, you no. got to score on that first drive and set the tone, Absolutely. especially in a place like the Thunderdome or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays. <laughs> you know, the Mercedes Benz Dome, you know, like somewhere like that, you know, you got to get those people to shut up. Yeah. And that's what I thought the key to success was against the Chiefs. If you went out, went out there and scored on the first drive, that arrowhead would be like what oh, you know he, like, he missed Gallup early too. oh that, my god that, that was that, oh. Jesus. I, I think my dad myself and my brother all simultaneously were like ah like just we just saw it and it was there and it was he was gone uh or at least to the f- midfield i don't know yeah. whatever the case may be but overall prediction time what do you think i think we win it 24 20 
Okay, so a close one. Close one. It's gonna be close. It's okay. not gonna be. It's not like they're not gonna blow us out, and we're not gonna blow them out. We should blow them out because they've got Tim Tebow's younger brother at quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, because it's us. Like we yeah, don't. Yeah, but you know what yeah. though? Every time that they pull this shit, whether it be them or somebody else, they have their best game they've ever had against us. You know what I mean? It's always a thing. We're everyone's Super Bowl. It really I is. Just, it's I, a I, sad story because that means we're getting the best out of everybody. I think crazy. Taysom Hill brings it. I think Kamara gives us some fits. I do. He will. He will. He, he will. will. Da- he'll dance around. It, listen, Demarcus Lawrence is back. You know, according to That's all big. reports, That's he's big. back. That's actually and, really big. and now you have Demarcus Lawrence and possibly Micah Parsons coming on from the edges. Now you Tristan Hill's going through the uh, the appeals process, so there might be a chance he plays. Uh, we're one week away from Gallimore. Like, there's a lot of things. And Randy and, and Randy, Randy Gregory too. coming right. back. Right. There's a lot of things. And now, unfortunately, Nation Wright he tests positive too, so that's that's fun. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on working against the Cowboys. However, at the same time, the Cowboys are getting healthier. It's December now. We're putting November behind us. I'm actually going with you on the 24 score, right? Yeah. But I think that you said 24-20. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got 24-21. I'm one more point <laughs> higher than you. I think they score three touchdowns uh, at some point. No field goals or anything like that. The Cowboys get one more field goal maybe early on in the, in, in the game where it's not, it's not going to come down to a last-second field goal. No, I don't think so. It'll probably give Taysom Hill an opportunity to drive down the field and something ultimately happens where our defense uh, you know, steps up. So. I don't know, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's, it, gonna be it, it's a Thursday night game. You, you know who's on the on the call? Joe Buck and Troy. Oh, Edmund. what else is new? Well, <laughs> if, if history uh, repeats itself, we're definitely off a shot at this one. Uh, but I guess we'll see, man. It's been uh, you know a, a crazy year. But I, you know, I know this sounds very obvious to say, but eight and four sounds a shit ton better than seven and five. And I know both Agreed. records will still be on top of the NFC East at the end of this week. But if you got eight wins and the next team has five, with four to five to go. It's it's gonna be a cakewalk if they can get this win this weekend this uh, or this week. I, I feel like this it could be a turnaround point. And the best part is, and I told you know my buddy Chris here, who's a Packer fan, I said, look, nobody's now officially talking about the Cowboys being a powerhouse team anymore. I think that bodes well for us. That's it. great. That's bodes that well for them. That is the best thing because if they want to ride yeah. uh, the you know Rogers' broken toe or they want to ride this and they want to ride that, let them please because the Cowboys are out of everybody's mouths right now. And it's time for them to reestablish who the hell they are. And that is the Dallas Cowboys. So, bro, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Coming, trekking on down here. You said Union, right? Is that yeah, yeah. Th- 20, 27 minutes. Not, not, ter- not, not a terrible bad. drive. Not bad. Not bad. It is an open door policy here for you, bro. You come down here, you record, you hang out whenever you want. Absolutely. Uh, no more recording anything in front of like uh, attics or living rooms. <laughs> if you want, we have a soundproof studio over there. If you ever want to get down and, and drop bars and I'll sit there and just admire the whole time because <laughs> I, I my, my music talents is just, you know, it, it's, it obviously doesn't match yours. So for that, for for Dave Sturchio and of course Ugo Boy, thank you so much yeah, yeah. for coming on for all about the star. The next time you hear from us, hopefully, hopefully the Dallas Cowboys are eight and four and re- right back in firm control of the NFC East. Can I plug some stuff? Absolutely, bro. Tell everybody where they can find you. Go ahead. You can find me on, first of all, my website is the home base for all my stuff. U-goboy.com. All my music is there. Um, Photos of me performing, me hanging out with celebs like Anne Hathaway. Hung out with her. She's pretty cool. And she's from Jersey, too. Yeah. All right. Um, More Jersey roots. I like it. (laughs) uh, For sure. I'm also on Instagram at letter after T B4V. That's at Letter after T, B4V, and also the Base Rundown podcast. That is the podcast I do with three amazing brothers from uh, Penn State. 
all from the New York area as well. Um, we're on YouTube, Spotify, all your Apple podcasts, all your podcasting places, the base and the base rundown. So uh, where do you, uh, where do you do? Like, where do you like, where does your podcast host? Are you on any kind of network or anything? Um, God, they are, but I don't know it offhand. I just, I just know that's where, like, it's you type, you type in the base rundown, like we come right up on cool, YouTube. Cool, and, cool, uh, Well, one day, uh, and so forth. One day we'll, uh, we'll get you signed up with Chop Sports. You can jump on our network. Oh, absolutely. All right, we'll talk. Of course, yeah, we'll talk. Sure, so, for sure, for sure. Thank you guys again, and we will see you guys next week. Let's go, Cowboys. Peace.